0: the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, and this is a podcast all about showing you how to make money from home while you are raising kids and building your business. This is a show where we will talk about the mindset, the strategy, and the tactics on how you can begin to monetize your brilliance. 1k moms today on the podcast i have jennifer mackie mary and she is a wardrobe stylist who's on a mission to make style simple for women at every stage over the last 17 years she's helped thousands of women cut through the clutter in their closets and build stylish wardrobes that make getting dressed fun and easy jennifer is passionate about raising confident daughters Yep. Me too. Right there with you. And watching historical dramas on PBS and getting every woman in America in a better bra. Okay. That is so interesting. There's so many things we could talk about. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on today. How many daughters do you have? I have two. I have two girls. They are nine and six. I've got two as well. They're four and two ish. And okay. I'm all about raising confident little, girl- little girls. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's, um, you know, it's a challenge, I think. And the world sends them a lot of messages that I don't necessarily want them to have. Uh, but I think it's so important that as moms, we are the loudest voice. Yeah. My daughter and I actually did a Facebook live today about confidence. And um, the comments that she was coming out with were, I mean, the truth bombs that my nine-year-old was dropping was, were absolutely unbelievable. And I was so proud of her. We were talking about how um, when you get to you want as a kid, it makes you so much more confident. And I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. Maybe not everything, but I'm doing something.
0: That's awesome. I love it when God kind of drops these little breadcrumbs along the way. They're like little blessings where he's like, okay, don't worry. You can't see the full picture yet, but you're doing good and they are good. And you know, those little, little parenting blessings we get. Absolutely. So tell me into like how you started this journey as this wardrobe stylist in your business today. Tell me about that. So I, uh, never, ever thought
1: I would have a job in fashion. The first part of my career actually wasn't the first part at this point anymore, but the early part of my career was spent in the restaurant industry. And I was a corporate trainer for a lot of big theme restaurants. I traveled the country opening new stores. And, um, I moved from Minneapolis to DC in 1999 and I had a job that I loved. I was a training director for a restaurant company and, um, I moved here by myself and knew no one. So I had actually. was heading home and then Chico's called me one day and said, you know, are you interested in being a regional training manager? And I was like, well, I don't know. yes, I don't know. I just, I love to train people. That's what I love to do. And my sister had just moved out here. So I had family finally, I had, you know, someone at home to, to be my person. So I thought, well, sure, I'll stay and, and check it out. I, growing up, always had a really challenging body to dress. And so even though I loved clothes, I never felt like clothes were for me. I never felt like style and fashion were for me because it was just so hard. Uh, And I always thought, if I just lost weight, if I just had, you know, a different body, if blah, 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 all these things. And the first day at Chico's, they were taught, the, the training, was to teach the four different body types and how to dress them. And what I learned that day is my body is called an apple. It is not called malformed. It is not called wrong. It's not called weird. It's just one of the four body types. And I learned why the pants that I was buying and continued to buy work for me. And that was like this amazing aha moment where I realized, wait a minute, it's not you. It's the clothes, right? If you just buy the, buy different clothes, style is for you. It's not, it's not this unattainable thing and it has nothing to do with your weight, which was a huge, huge revelation for me. So I, um, I was just bit by the bug of helping women dress and feel better. And at that time, Chico's didn't have mirrors in their fitting rooms. So every woman, I know every, when I say that people go, Ooh, I don't know about that. But every woman had to come out and show us how she looked and look in the big mirror. And how many times do you take an armload of clothes into a fitting room? Nothing fits, nothing works. It's not quite right. Nobody comes to check on you and you just leave empty handed and sad. That never happened. And it was my education of standing in front of that mirror with thousands and thousands of women saying, okay, you need a shorter jacket, you need a longer necklace, let's try a narrower pant. So it was really, that was my body type education. After I, after I left there, I went to work for a chain of upscale boutiques, and that was truly a fashion education and uh, then I went to work for Gap Maternity, so I've literally dressed every woman's body, right? I mean, every stage of life, from the young going-out party girl to the crying pregnant woman to the woman who thinks that, you know, her best fashion years are behind her. Um, I've done it all, and then when I, when I stayed home with my first daughter, I, uh, I started selling jewelry, like a home party kind of thing. I was horrible at it, but I love teaching women how to dress their body types with jewelry, and people said, can you dress me? Can you come shopping with me? You should do this for a living. And one day I realized, wait a minute, they're not, they're not saying that to feed my ego. They're saying that because they want help. And I thought, could this be a thing? Is this actually a thing? So I thought, why not? Let's, let's try it. And here I am five years later. It's It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's so interesting about the whole no mirror thing. I know. Right. Oh my goodness. I'm like thinking about that.
1: But you know, what's funny is I take clients to Chico's now and they have mirrors in the fitting rooms and I'm not calling out Chico's because I, I have much love for them and without them, I wouldn't be doing what I am today. But I was with a client and I saw another person in the store picking up clothes and she was picking all the wrong things for her. And I said to my client, she's going to leave empty handed and sad. And nobody came back to the fitting rooms. It was like, Oh, can I get you a different size? But she was just miserable in that little room all by herself. Yeah. And she left empty, empty handed and sad. And I thought that never happened in my day. Never ever. So, you know, if I ever start a clothing store, there are going to be no, no mirrors in the fitting rooms.
0: It's brilliant. I love it. Right? So I, we were just kind of talking about this before I hit play or record on this episode, just about how as moms, when we're running businesses, we're taking care of families, we're doing all the things that our wardrobe, typically is like a place of stress and a lot of time and energy goes into thinking about what I'll wear today, whether we're aware of it or not. So kind of walk me through how we can begin to simplify our closet.
1: The first thing to simplify your closet is to get rid of things that aren't working. Everybody wants to just go shopping and add new things in, but I don't know if you're a big fan of HGTV. I am, um, especially Fixer Upper, but what do they start with? they start with demo day, right? Every closet needs a serious demo day before you add anything else. What happens is when you put things in, you just cover up what is working in there or the other challenge is you don't see that you actually have a problem and you don't allow yourself to go fix it. Let me give you an example. I had a client and I sent out this style survey before we worked together to help me understand them and their needs better. And her whole survey was about the fact that she did not need pants. She had so many pants. Tops were the problem. She had so many pants, 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 pants. I got there and I said, okay, now it's the part where we try on all the pants. She said, I- I'm good on you. Just play the game where I'm the wardrobe stylist and, you know, you do what I say. <laughs> so she said, okay. And so every pair of pants we went through, she was like, oh, those are a little short. Ooh, those are tight. No, I don't like the way I look in them. No, those are only for spring. So I'm chucking out pant after pant after pant. And when we got down to it, she had four pairs of pants that she could wear. Do you know what the problem in her wardrobe was? Pants. Pants. Right? But if you just look at it, you would say, oh, I'm good. And then you don't understand why you can't get dressed. So really the first step, get rid of all that stuff. I know everybody's going to be four sizes smaller next year. I get it. <laughs> but the reality is you got to dress your body the way it is today. So if something doesn't fit and you think you're going to get back into it, feel free to keep it, box it up, put it in a bin. Don't have it st- staring at you every single day. That's not helpful. It's not helpful. In your closet, you should just have the things that fit you, flatter you, make you feel good, and help you get dressed every day. Um, I say all the time closet, is a boutique where you shop every morning, not a museum full of artifacts of a past life or a warehouse of all the things you're going to wear next year. It's just, who are you today? Dress that person.
0: I love that. Because when you say boutique, like the first thing that comes to my mind is how um, when you go into a boutique, they have those nice wooden hangers and everything. Mm-hmm. Is not like way touching each other? There's space. Mm-hmm. There's areas to move. And yeah, pretty. You enjoy going to it. So that's great. It's great visualization there. So You said fit, flatter, and feel good. Mm -hmm. Love that. So we've gotten rid of everything in our closet. Uh, How do we begin picking what does fit us, flatter us, and make us feel good?
1: Well, the first thing you have to do is figure out where do you go. You have to shop for the life you actually live, not what I call the aspirational life. I love going to fancy brunches, and it would be very easy for me to start shopping and, oh, I love, I could wear this to brunch. I could wear this to brunch. The reality is with two young kids, I never go to brunch, right? So you really have to be honest about how do you live, where do you go, and make the best of that. So once you've kind of nailed down okay, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I don't go anywhere fancy, that doesn't mean that you can't dress well, it just means that you need to invest your resources into clothes that make that stay-at-home mom life or that work-at-home mom life that make you feel good. Um, For fit, the one thing I do want to say is 90% of my clients come to me wearing the wrong size, and I think culturally we have this idea that women are running around in clothes that are too small, 90% of my clients are wearing clothes that are too big for them. Really? Yeah. And they have no idea because we've been taught like, oh, don't wear tight things, but clothes that are too big are just as unflattering as clothes that are too small. So I really train my clients, every, everything you pull to try on, take that and the smaller size. And once my clients see fit, I had a client last week, as a matter of fact, and I went at first. And I was like, this is too big. This is too big. And she said, no, 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 it fits. When we were in the fitting room in the stores and she saw things that fit, she said, oh, this is what you meant. All all of my things are too big, right? And I said, yeah. Once you see proper fit, you can't unsee it. And you realize how unflattering and frumpy clothes that are too big are.
0: So how do we like, I'm just thinking like current styles with like the big tunics and like the just oversized type of things. How do we make sure we get the style and the fit to be this? You know, do you know what I'm trying to say? I do know what you're saying. What I would say is that flowy
1: is a fit. Medium is a size, right? So... You can have something that is flowy and unstructured, but is still the right size. And if you are a small, don't go buy the extra large to get that oversized fit because then things like the neckline aren't right, where it sits on the shoulder isn't right. The sleeves are too long. So if you want a flowy fit, which is great, and that's very flattering on a lot of bodies, go for that. But you still need to buy the right size.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking to like Christmas. Uh, I remember one Christmas, my grandma got me this really cute and I actually still wear it, this lace shirt, um, black lace. And she, it was a large and the reason I'm normally an XL and she said, um, she said, well, it just looked big on the hanger and it's, it is, it's supposed to be a like looser fitting. It fits me. It's fine. But I feel like the the XL would have been better you know what I'm saying? Like, because it looks big on a hanger because it's meant to be a more looser fitting option. Right. Right. So
1: yes, exactly. So that's a perfect example of you kind of have to reverse engineer that if something is meant to be flowy and oversized, just sizing down, to get a more fitted look doesn't necessarily work because it still doesn't hang the right way. The shoulders aren't where they're supposed to be. The neckline isn't where, you know, it's probably coming up high underneath your armpit. So there are there are different ways of telling how a, a garment is supposed to fit, but um, you can't get silhouette by playing with fit that much. Yeah. A little bit, but, but not that much.
0: And talking about fit, I mean, that goes into the whole brawl situation that you mentioned in your bio because... I mean, half the time you go to dealers and you get, you think, you know what you're going there for and you actually get fitted and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I wasn't, I'm, I'm that size, you know? Yes.
1: yes. There is a statistic that says 85% of women are wearing the wrong size bra and it is absolutely true. Um, if bras are really once you do demo day step two is a good bra everything you wear fits better and looks better with the right bra under it when your when your girls are where they're supposed to be you look taller younger and thinner so if you're searching for you know the fountain of youth and you want to make everything you look more look more expensive go get a good bra and go go get a professional fitting by somebody who knows what they're doing and i will tell you again i'm not throwing any shade but um Not where you should be going for bras, then the only reason I say that they have a very limited size range. So they're going to make what you have fit what they have, even if it's not the right thing. And, um, you know, women think it's all about the cup size. It's not. It's about the cup and band working together. So you have to go to a place that has a wide enough variety that, you know, if you are a 32 G, which is not a crazy size that they actually have that in, in stock rather than selling you a 36 D, which might be, fit you in the cup, but it's way too big in the band. So you've got to get professionally fitted at a place with a wide enough size range.
0: Yeah, we definitely over, um, we over focus on the G or the double D or the whatever. It just doesn't you
1: know, matter. It's funny because, and I, I wish I'd brought up from my, my basement office. I have these bra cups and I always show people which is the A, which is the B and one cup is a B cup, a C cup, a D cup, an E, and an F. Right? As the band changes, the letter on the cup does. So, women always tell me, "Oh, I'm a." Th- uh, that tells me absolutely nothing. If you were a thirty-two D, that's a very, very different thing than a forty-four D. So, don't get hung up on the letter. Really focus on the letter and the number working together.
0: Super interesting. I love that. Well, you know, um, I've often been on Pinterest, as I'm sure a lot of our mom listeners have seen, have done that too. And we've kind of gotten infatuated with capsule wardrobes. What's your thought on that? Well, I love
1: capsule wardrobes. Uh, I actually produce six capsule wardrobe guides a year, uh, four casual versions and two workwear. I think for women who are short on time, money, patience, that It is the way to go. I think this idea of a capsule wardrobe is very trendy, but every woman says to me, I want a mix-and-match wardrobe. I just want this mix-and-match wardrobe. That's what a capsule wardrobe is. It doesn't have to be this nothing but gray and black and boring, neutral, basic, you know, utilitarian thing. It's just about pieces that all work together. Um, My current capsule out for spring is I think 33 pieces and I stopped counting at about 170 outfits that it could make. Now that's because so much time and effort goes into thinking, does this shirt go with every bottom in the capsule? Does this shoe go with every bottom in the capsule so that you're not having to buy two or three different pairs of shoes for two or three different outfits, right? You should have one pair of shoes that can do a lot of things. And that when we shop from a place of, oh, this is cute, I'm going to get this. And then a few days later, oh, I'm in Target, I'm going to pick up that. When you shop from that perspective, it never comes together. You never have that mix and match wardrobe. So a capsule is really about having a plan, having a blueprint, having a shopping list, and then going out and doing it and then being done.
0: I love it. And is it like, okay, so let's say you give us a jean jacket on the capsule. Is it about getting that specific jacket or just any, do you give us parameters? Like,
1: so in my guides I provide four links for each item in the capsule Four clickable links. Um, I try to match what's in the capsule perfectly. The, The farther you get from each piece that I show, the more the capsule changes, but you know, I put things in there that I would never wear. Um, A midi skirt. Midi skirts are not flattering on me. That was, I think, in the the winter capsule. I would do a mini. So, yeah, the links are for midis, but, you know, you can customize it by going for a a denim jacket that fits you a little bit differently or a skirt that's shorter. You know, if I'm showing skinny jeans, you can do a trouser. Like, whatever, whatever works for you, you can do. It's just a blueprint to really get you started and see how it all works together. I think sometimes we look at our closets and it's just stuff right? It's a mix mash of colors and patterns and styles and does it fit? Does it not? This capsule really gives you kind of this eagle eye view of what would really be and what you need to create so much more.
0: Yeah, I love it. And you know, um, I'm just thinking about like recently I bought a, a denim jacket. That's why it was on the top of my head. And I've been looking for honestly, probably a year or so to find a good jacket that wasn't, super duper expensive Mm -hmm. and got one at Costco, actually, surprisingly for 20 bucks. And it's lightweight because I live in Florida. It's not super heavy. Mm -hmm. It comes to the right place on the hips. Like it's not super long. It's kind of, it's Mm -hmm. fitted. It's the perfect jacket to go with a maxi skirt. And whenever I buy pieces like that, like I came home, my husband's like, why'd you buy clothes again at Costco? And I said, seriously, like, this is going to be a staple piece. And I think that's when we can buy, like, do I absolutely love it? And will this be incredibly functional and a staple in my closet? And that's, you know, that's kind of where you can enjoy getting into your clothes. Absolutely.
1: You know, I always encourage women to focus on cost per wear versus cost per item, right? I I know, has a baby, you do this trip to Old Navy to buy some ill-fitting jeans, right? Mm -hmm. We've all done it. That's true. You're just so tired of wearing maternity. Um, I've done the trip twice, but you only wear them a couple of times because they don't fit you. They don't flatter you. You feel bad in them. So even if you pay, I don't know, 30 bucks for a pair of jeans and you wear them twice, that's $15 per wear. Now, my favorite jeans were not $30, $30, but I have worn them, I don't know, twice a week for two years. Like the cost per wear on those is well under a dollar now. So sometimes we, we think, oh, I shouldn't add this piece to my wardrobe. But if it is functional and it, you love it and you love how you feel in it and you can wear it a lot, I think that's more important than just the cost of the item.
0: Yeah. Well, how many jeans do we need to have? My husband and I talked about, I talk about my husband all the time on the podcast. I'm realizing that right now, but we have these conversations all the time. Like we we have so many jeans and it might be because we haven't actually tried them on recently, but I'm just curious, like what is the, like, should we have a few different options for the same function? I think if you're a person who wears jeans, yes, you should. Right. Um, I meet people all the time who hate jeans
1: and I, I don't understand those people because I love jeans. Them? I don't know. I don't what do know. where they wear? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like chinos. And chinos and leggings and dresses and skirts. So there mm-hmm. apparently are jean options. I don't know what they are because I love my jeans. But I think it's important. I don't have two pair of light colored skinny jeans, right? I might have a light and a dark. I might have a light skinny and a light straight leg. So I don't think two of the exact same thing is necessary. I think if they serve different functions, my husband, do you really need another pair of jeans? N- the dark skinnies are totally different than the light, you know, wide leg trouser cut jean. They're totally different. So, you know, I think, can you justify a little bit? Absolutely. Um, my couples usually have two pairs of jeans and you really can get through a season in two pairs of jeans.
0: I believe it. I mean, I got their whole (laughs) maternity time in two pairs of
1: jeans. Exactly. Exactly. Now they do have other bottoms and I always encourage people to try pants that are not jeans because it's amazing. They, they do exist. Um, but you can really each season, a couple of different pairs to make it look different, like a white pair and a light or, you know, a light and a dark, whatever it is, just to kind of change up the look of your outfits. I need a good white jean, but I have yet to find one that works. (laughs) White jeans are really challenging because the fabric is different. Yeah. It does not fit. Black denim is the same as well. You know, you can find a really great blue denim pair, but once you go into the white or black, they fit totally different. They have different kinds of stretch. Um, The dyeing process is different. So, yeah, they can be a lot more challenging.
0: Yeah. What is your favorite place to shop?
1: For myself or for my clients? Give me both, but I'm curious about for you. Well, myself, I get this question a lot. Um, I would say Nordstrom, Loft, Target. Target is killing it lately in the style department. I mean, they are just amazing. Um, Nordstrom Rack. And that's really like the majority of my wardrobe at this point. Oh, and J. Crew Factory. I really like J. Crew Factory. Yeah. Have you been, do you guys have Belk up where you are? We don't, I know that's, that's farther South than we are.
0: Yeah. I've, I've loved it only because of like the, the quality of clothes I can get for the sale prices when they have sales. It's incredible. Really? Like I got some great black jeans that are, are going to be a staple and they were like $17. Oh, I love a good deal. It was 75% off. Wow.
1: That is a good deal. If you're going to wear them, only if you're going to wear them, if you're not going to wear them, sale prices are not a good deal Um, for my clients though. It totally depends on their body, their budget and their lifestyle. So I can go to the same mall back to back to back with clients and shop for two or three hours each and never because it's really about finding that, that puzzle, right. For that client of who does she want to be? Um, and what do we need to do to get her to look that way?
0: Yeah. And how do you deal with that? Because like oftentimes, like Instagram, we can be scrolling and seeing all these cute outfits of these gals, you know, sharing their like to know it links and everything. And it's, a, you love the style. It looks great on them, but then you get to the store with these expectations of that in your head. And it's, you know, it just, it may not exactly be the look you actually want to be, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it totally does make sense. And I look through Instagram a lot. I have to
1: tell you, I think a lot of the fashion bloggers all look the same.
0: Yeah. Here's
1: your tunic, you know, your tunic blouse, your skinny jeans, your long Kendra Scott necklace. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but to me, it, it I'm kind of over it. It's all looking the same. So when I have a client who has a totally different style, um, I just am so jazzed that she wants to do something different. One of the things I ask my clients to do is come up with the words three describing words for their style or how they'd like to be perceived and by the way comfortable is not a look comfortable is a feeling we should not mm-hmm. look comfortable we should feel comfortable yes look comfortable no so i asked them to come up with three words that they want to to emulate right and then we start to fill in what do those pieces look like so if a client were to say to me i want to look classic um, and polished and conservative, we would probably start at Ann Taylor and Talbots and Brooks Brothers and J. Crew, right? Or if she said I want to be preppy and fun and colorful, we would start at again J. Crew. If she said I want to look edgy and modern and youthful, well, you know, we'd probably start. We'd probably do some blue and gray. We might mix in some Forever Twenty One in there. You know, we, we'd mix those kinds of pieces. So. I think figuring out how to look, and that can really help you to not buying the wrong pieces, right? So I always want to look, I want to look casual, I want to look fun, and I want to look current. So when I go and I hold up a dress, I say, is this casual, fun, and current? And if it's not, it's not for me, even though it might be a great deal, even though I might really like the dress, I know that those are, those are my style guideposts. Those are the things that I know I'm going to gravitate towards.
0: I love that. So I do kind of want to shift gears a little bit, unless you have something to, ask, to add on to that, to- those topics, but I do want to talk about business and um, kind of what you share with me a little bit about business and what you think you're doing incredibly well. So
1: let me say that when I started out, I really had this idea that if I spent a month, that would be great right? I was a stay-at-home mom. And if I could just have a little walking around money, something of my own, that would be fantastic. And then within a very short time, I was seeing six to nine clients a week. And so, yeah, so that was very different than my expectation. But I think any service provider can tell you that there gets to be a point of burnout where you can't scale. I didn't have more hours. Um, I had a huge turning point last year when my younger daughter was in a pre-k program and you know that mother's day thing that they do at preschools and they fill out like you know they ask your kid questions and it's hysterical but every single answer that my daughter gave was about me working Hmm. and it was like my mom likes to work my mom's good at making money for that one i was like yeah but you know (laughs) what does my mom like to play she doesn't play she works i was like whoa 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 we need Hmm. to dial that back because i don't want my girls growing up thinking that's all mom does. And I was working weekend. I was seeing clients at night. So I had to shift my focus and find a way to serve people that wasn't me standing in their cl- closets all the time. And, you know, obviously the short stories that I've shared with you today, I love working with clients. I love that one-on-one when a woman puts on something and she feels the way that she's always wanted to feel and she looks the way that she's always wanted to look like that makes my heart happier than anything else. However, my daughters were suffering for it. So I came up with this capsule guide because women just really want to be told like, what am I supposed to wear? How does this all work together? How can I stop spending hours and hours accumulating nothing of value. So I came up with this, and, and it be started to become an online play. And I started seeing clients online more than I started seeing them um, in person. And I realized that you can get a lot of the same services just like you and I are you know, on video right now. And um, so my business has totally shifted over the course of the last year and a half. Um, and I think what that has taught me as a business person is that it's always okay to pivot, right? Mm -hmm. And if something isn't working, if something isn't giving you the lifestyle that you want, because we all have our own businesses to have the lifestyle that we want, not just to work, work, work. It's okay just to change. So what am I doing incredibly well? Um, I think I always know my, my client and my ideal client really, really well. I know exactly who she is, what she wants, how she wants to look. Um, and I have such a heart for making her look that way. And, uh, I think, I think that's where I'm crushing it. Everything else is a total
0: guess. I mean, I think that's what matters. That's awesome that you've got that clarity. I love it. Well, it has been so good talking with you and gosh, I just, I'm getting your capsule wardrobe. We're going to link it up. I want everybody to go check it out because I mean, one less decision and we can feel better and be confident and not have to stress about our closets. Yes. Yes. And I do have a
1: download for you to put in your show notes. Ooh, yeah. The five pieces that every casual need, every casual wardrobe needs. If you are starting from scratch, if you've done that demo day and you're like, well, now what, what do I put in my closet? These are the five building blocks of a really great casual wardrobe.
0: I love it. And I'm going to be thinking about my three words. I think confident is, can that be a word? Absolutely. Okay. Confident. I like the modern one and casual and current. Can I have like seven words? Well, you can, you know, when you have one word, it's a costume,
1: right? If you say my word is boho. Yeah. Like someone's going to stop you and say, Hey, where's the costume party? Right. The more words you have, the harder it is to choose pieces that make you feel like you. So three to four is a really good number.
0: Okay. I feel like I might be a multi-passionate wardrobe person. (laughs) So we're going to head into the last four questions that we ask every mom on the show. Are you ready? Yeah. Go for it. All right. So what's one mom or business owner hack to help others manage motherhood and business well?
1: I would say it's not listening to the experts and finding out what works for you. For example, I hear all the time, you shouldn't check your email in the morning because you're going to get distracted. However, I have these really weird mornings where I have two kids going to school at different times. And I have this time where I can't get into anything of substance. It's the perfect time to go through email. So My hack is figure out your schedule um, and also Pomodoro time blocking. I don't know if you know what that is. It's 25 minutes on, five minutes off.
0: That is how I get through my day. I love that. I love that you said that because, I mean, there's a lot of times in our day, especially for work-at-home moms, where we've got the kids doing something in the laptop at the kitchen island or something. Oh, yeah. And that's not time I can sit here and be creative. I can't write anything worth writing, but I can fire off some emails, and that's a good point. I yes. Love
1: that. Know, know where it fits for you. You know, I always think a lot of the experts putting out this stuff, they don't have two kids also sitting at the Island with them. True story. Have yep. four
0: solid hours to write. I wish I did. Huh. These dual income, no kids experts. Jeez Louise. <laughs> love them. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could do it all over again, what would you tell yourself or start with?
1: Oh my goodness. Building my email list. Can you believe that when I started this, I had no idea that you needed an email list. And when was so, that again? What year? Um, I started this in 2012, so five years ago. And I was on a speaking circuit of um, moms and mops groups. I spoke to literally thousands of people and did not collect one email address.
0: Girlfriend.
1: I know. I'm <laughs> telling you, I know, how, I know how to help people buy pants. It's only been, you know, through the last five years that I figured out how to run how a to business, market. Right? And <laughs> how to market. So I wish I had those two years back where I could be like... I will give you any information you you need. Just give me your email address.
0: You know, that's why I tell a lot of people. Like, you may be an expert in dietitian and nutrition, or you might be a stylist expert, or you might be a realtor. But if you own your own business, we've got to be marketing experts, too. Absolutely. Or hire them. Or hire them, yes. Or hire them. Hire them. For sure. So what is your favorite app, software, or system that you'd recommend right now?
1: Currently it is, um, focus at will, which is, it's just a program. Um, it is music for productivity. Mm. So, um, I think like a year subscription is like 40 bucks. It's super duper cheap, but you put it on while you're working and it is designed to help you be more productive. And I find that when I'm using it and I have it just low in the background, I'm so much more focused and anything that helps me not check my email or not, go on Facebook, or not, you know, start online shopping is a really helpful thing.
0: That, the sound stuff is so interesting to me. I'm a, I'm not sure if you've checked out Spotify, like they have a playlist called Brain Food, which does that same thing for me. Incredibly, it's just weird how focused I can be when I'm listening to it. Yeah, it's amazing. So I actually, I have ADHD. Um,
1: I was diagnosed at 27 years old, and they, uh, Focus at Will, has music for ADHD, and it is literally the worst noises you have ever heard in your entire life it is so not calming but for me it totally calms me down and it's
0: amazing have you seen the movie home with your girls have they watched that movie oh my goodness yes you know when he plays the music in the car and it's like this is this is a uh, boo yes. music yes it's like yes it's That's like kind a, of what I imagined when you said that. Total boob
1: bu- <laughs> music, yeah. <laughs> so funny.
0: I love it. I'm going to have to check that out because we did some therapy a couple years ago with my oldest. She had some sensory things that she worked through. And, and what was interesting then was they put headphones on her. And we, used, we did headphone audio therapy for, like, months. And it was, it was part of that, I would imagine, like getting her into an alpha brainwave state. And, and yeah. Do you know what she was out. listening to? I did listen to it sometimes like it was, it was random things. Like you could hear dogs barking sometimes or, or music playing. Sometimes it was classical. There was different, different um, like little chips for different types of reasons. She'd have different songs for different things.
1: That's very cool.
0: And very it played cool. with like the frequency and it played with like the depth. If that makes sense of how you, where you hear the actual. Yeah. yeah. People that are listening to this are probably like, cause I'm making a bunch of hand motions and they can't see that. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm I love to kind of talk about that sometimes randomly that we went through that because I think a lot and this is totally off-roading. But I think a lot of times moms who are dealing with kids with sensory issues or ADHD or anything, they feel alone. So I just love to say that we've been through there, we've done that. It's we still deal with it, but you know, it's it's fun to come out on the other end of therapy and just have some some wins, you know. That's awesome. And you know, I always say it's another tool in your toolbox and every every mom that you meet now
1: that that has gone through this or is going through this, you have another way to help them and yep. to connect with them. I think that's
0: amazing. For sure. So what is the best book that you've read and what are you looking forward to reading soon? Business book or personal book? Whatever you
1: want. Whatever I want. <laughs> huh? Um, personal books. I don't read those anymore. I know, I know. <laughs>
0: I'll ask that question every so often on my Facebook page being like, okay, I finished, you know, Gary Vee's book, crushing it. What should I read next? And, there's usually like five or six ladies who give me some kind of fiction book and I'm like, yeah, okay. whatever. (laughs) That's so cute. No. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would
1: say that the one thing is really um, a great book for everyone to read. And it's about what is the one thing that would change your business? What's the one thing that you need to focus on? Okay, go do that. Um, Also anything by Seth Godin. I just think that he is an absolute marketing master. I love his stuff. Um, I'm actually looking forward to reading a personal book, and and I bought one the other night at Target. I, it's called like the Lonely Hearts Hotel. Oh, I had five, yeah, I had five minutes to pick something before um, I had to go pick up a kid. Oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm looking. It's on my nightstand, and I'm going to read it. Like that is my that's my goal. That's my goal for. I I don't know. I don't have a time frame on that. Yeah. It could sit there for a long time. But um, by summer, by summer, I want to have read. Yes, I used to love to read, and I think. It's so easy to channel all of our passions as, as business owners into business related stuff. And you forget to be a person and yeah. I'm a person who loves to read and gets lost in books. So I'm going to find a way to get back there.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that. Like I used to be super, I used to try to love to read. I like loved the thought of like getting this great fiction book and reading it and devouring it like so many people do. But I really just love me some business books and like self-development type stuff.
1: I wish I were like that. I've always had a challenge and it may be part of the ADHD thing, reading nonfiction. So I find a lot of business development books. I do so much better on, on audiobooks, like in a yeah. car, I can listen to them. Fiction though, if you give me a book, I will stop lights, which I'm not reading while I'm driving, but um, I, I get so engrossed in them. So yes. I wish I were more like you in that respect because- that those are helpful and they move the ball down the field
0: well that's the second thing we want to change places on i want your Jennifer has great curly hair (laughs) (laughs) and
1: you have well behaving straight hair it's
0: thin i I joke with my mom i'm like why did you give the good hair to my brother oh that's you should have given the good hair to the girl yeah that's unfair i got my dad's thin hair but he's bald so we don't know it's thin but it is Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so fun. So real quick before we end share with everybody where they can find you and where we can get that freebie.
1: You can find me on, um, on the internet at apple and pear Uh, apple and pear wardrobe is both my Facebook and my Instagram handle. So you can find me there. Um, I think you're going to link the freebie in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you join my Facebook group,
0: it asks you if you'd like that. And it's everyday style with apple and pear. Perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on and sharing us, sharing with us all of those incredible style tips. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you loved this show, help me spread the word to all your other mama friends by taking a screenshot of the show today and posting it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Katie Blaine and let me know what you loved. I'd love to feature you on my stories as well when you do that. So if you have not joined our community, go to 1kmomtribe.com. This is a free Facebook community of women who are getting it done in their business and in their family. See you inside.